Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash entitled parents video. Whether or not you're entitled or whether or not you're a parent doesn't matter. Everybody's welcome here, so make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Additional Refuse 46. My mom's threatening me with homelessness because I can't afford our $300 electric bill on my own. After living on my own for two years, I lost my long-term job last March and was given the opportunity to live with my mom again. She first brown-nosed me with the, you won't have to pay much and you can save money while you live here and help me. But over the months as she's gotten lower income, she's been demanding I pay rent. I have no problem paying rent but she's well aware of all the monthly expenses I've endured for the last year. So far, I've been able to help her financially with the utilities and even dog medicine and cat food. The dog medicine is another $80 a month, but this month was probably one of the worst months for our electricity. When I usually pay a maximum of $150, I was bombarded with a $330 bill for January. I've been stressing and panicking about this all morning because... I don't have a steady enough income or the resources to put that kind of money away. I have a car and insurance payment monthly that totals to another $600. Tried coming to my mom this morning to ask her for help, and she was very rigid and callous about offering to help me with this. Bear in mind, although I pay entirely for the utilities and it's even in my name, she throws an absolute fit whenever I try to assert my say for what temperature our house is at. For the past six months, she's had it at 73 or 74, when our company advises staying at 68 to 70. I brought this fact up to her, and she immediately ignored it and tried to subliminally blame me for this, saying we never took the time to insulate our windows, but somehow I had to pay for that mistake. When I was up front and said, I know this is part of rent, but I genuinely cannot afford the entirety of this, I think it's only fair since you've kept the heat so high and live here, you should at least pitch in. She said, well, I guess I'm kicking you out, even though it's flurrying and we have inches of snow. I feel used and powerless at the same time. Just a repeating failure, trying to redeem my demanding mother, but always falling back. And whenever I ask her for help, she uses that against me. I think it's pretty clear that with what the mom did here, the best solution is obviously trying to get out of there if you can. The only unfortunate thing is OP said they can't afford a bill that, with the amount the bill was, suggests that they probably don't make enough to live on their own. If you were stuck in a situation like this where you literally had nowhere to turn, would you be willing to threaten calling up and canceling the power in your name? Have it all go on her shoulders and threaten actually making her kick you out? Let me know what you guys would do in that situation in the comments down below. This next story is by Kretzer. He's just petting the cat. The cast is our lovely cat Tom, the kid Michael, and the mom Lisa. I work at a petting zoo with animals that would never hurt a child and rather run away than confront the child bickering them. Animals have a fight or flight instinct and Tom will always flight. It was a slow day as any other day in the winter and I'm walking a lot of back and forth since I'm the only one working at the petting zoo at that moment. I saw a kid waddle fast towards Tom. I wanted to tell him to walk slowly as to not scare Tom and so that he can pet him. Lisa shushed me and tells me they're from America and that Michael doesn't speak Dutch because everyone always speaks English, so why bother? 
I tell her that if Michael keeps running after Tom this way, he can never pet him. Lisa says, well, kids are kids and he'll run after him. Lisa returns to her phone. Side note, Tom can run inside a few places that people aren't allowed in so he can take a rest if he doesn't feel like it. I walk back a minute later and Tom is lying down. I see Michael walk towards him and I thought, oh good, the mother said something. Now he has a chance to pet him. How wrong I was. He stood next to Tom and instead of petting him, he was hitting him. Tom ran away, of course, and I walked towards Michael to tell him in English to always stroke a cat front to back as to not hurt the cat. Lisa looked up from her phone and said, Excuse me, what are you doing? I say, I was teaching Michael how to pet a cat as to not hurt them. Lisa says, Are you his mother? I say, No, but... She says, Exactly, so leave the parenting to me, kiddo. Back into the phone she goes. I walk away with a shocked look on my face. I get a call, doorbell, back to the front, and back I go. Lisa's on her phone on a stone fence, and Tom's walking towards her, probably for help from an adult, and jumped next to her on the fence. Michael waddled after him, and instead of slapping him this time, he pulled on his hair. I was walking towards him to tell Michael, that's a big no-no. Tom meowed angrily at him twice every time he was pulling his hair. The moment I was almost there, Michael pulled once more, and Tom slapped him. Without nails because he's a good boy, but it did leave a small red mark. She saw me and her eyes turned redder than a Christmas bauble. She stood up and put her phone away. I didn't even know she was capable of doing that until now. She says, how dare you have an aggressive cat here in a petting zoo? She screamed with such a force that Luke Skywalker would be jealous of. I say, excuse me? She says, your cat scratched my little angel. I say, you didn't want me to parent your kids, so... She says, so you let the cat scratch him? I said, no, ma'am. I just wanted to interfere when Tom did it for me. He isn't aggressive at all. Lisa says, not aggressive. He was just petting him when, without any warning, he scratched him in the face. In the face. He'll have a scar because of this. I say, he did give warnings, ma'am. Multiple. He ran away a couple of times, and he meowed at him angrily twice before slapping him. Lisa says, he was just petting the cat. I'm walking towards Tom and started pulling softly on his fur. I say, is this what you call petting? She says, he wasn't doing that at all. I say, if you were looking at your kid instead of your phone, you would have noticed it. But no, your phone is too important. Lisa grabbed Michael by the arm while he was still crying and holding his other hand to his cheek. It was still red, but there was no blood because Tom's a good kitty and would never hurt someone. This was a warning slap. She stormed away out of the petting zoo, and they were never seen again. Some say Michael's cheek is still red to this day. A few side notes, Tom is not aggressive. If I was in there, I would have picked up Tom and took him with me on my shoulders where kids can't reach him. There was never any blood, and it was red by impact. You know what, as much as OP said the kid's cheek was red by the impact of a cat slap, I've been around some cats, and their slaps... Although they can tap you pretty good, they're not that hard. I'm willing to bet it was this emotional kid smashing his hand up against the side of his face going, oh, he hit me or whatever. Not the cat paw giving them a warning tap. And secondly, obviously this mom doesn't know anything about cats. Even if a cat isn't normally aggressive, I think most people know that if you overly annoy a cat, they're going to give you a good little slap. 
This next story is by Olya Roo. Hello, future stressed bride. Let me bring this complete stranger teen to your wedding dress shopping and hijack it. Choosing a dress for said teen's sweet 16th party. And since she's an excited kid, you're not allowed to call her and me out. I invited my soon-to-be mother-in-law wedding dress shopping as an olive branch because we don't have the best relationship. She accepted but asked if she could bring her boyfriend's 15-year-old daughter Emily because Emily loves fashion. Honestly, I think it was more of mother-in-law has some anxiety around my family and wanted an ally, so I said yes. Emily's okay, but ridiculously spoiled. Her divorced parents are in competition for her love and both have some serious cash to throw around. Emily is having a sweet 16th the same month I'm having my wedding. And she's been talking about it non-stop, picking out the car she wants, making plans for the actual day. Her birthday's a Wednesday, but the party's a Saturday, so she still expects something special on her birthday. She'll be going to Disney with her boyfriend, her dad, and mother-in-law. She's already let her mother know that since her birthday falls on his custody time, her mom can make it up to her, so she's having three birthdays. I internally roll my eyes a little, but it isn't my business. We had a nice day planned of lunch and wedding dress shopping. It started off okay, though Emily demanded a sip of mother-in-law's champagne, and I was a bit worried about getting kicked out because it is a liability. But mother-in-law told me to chill, and her boyfriend has been giving Emily sips since she was 12. The issue began when Emily was walking around the boutique and found a dress she loved for the party. Mother-in-law told her to try it on, which kind of bothered me because it wasn't Emily's event. My mom told mother-in-law that it was bad etiquette and mother-in-law seemed surprised. I'll give mother-in-law the benefit of the doubt that she didn't know because she's pretty socially oblivious. Emily came out and heard the conversation and told mother-in-law she didn't do anything wrong and we were being zillas. I nicely asked Emily to stay out of the adult conversation and Emily told mother-in-law that it isn't even her fault. Her relationship with her son is strained because we're so nitpicky and she was literally just trying on a dress. I snapped at Emily that she has no idea what she's talking about, and maybe when she's older she'll have a clue. But a wedding is way, way more important than some birthday party. I said birthday parties come every year, and it really isn't that special. Emily told me to chill and why can't I share, and all the dresses I tried on were basic. Finally, mother-in-law told Emily they were leaving and stormed out, after paying for the dress. Mother-in-law's boyfriend is pissed and said I'm a drama queen, I shouldn't be fighting with this kid, and I'm so mean to mother-in-law. In this situation, I kind of understand it because it's supposed to be your event where everything's focused on you getting done what you're wanting to get done with people around you. If at any point you're standing around letting them shop and reviewing what somebody else wants, then this isn't some wedding dress shopping, this is some communal trip to a dress shop. I don't think there's anything wrong with allowing them to look around at dresses and even try them on, but I do think like, considering the event was supposed to be OP's wedding dress shopping, they should be allowed to experience that and go through everything they want to do with that first, before other people start diving in and doing what they want to do and trying on their things. So I get being upset, I do think OP kind of escalated the drama a little bit here, but I get where it's coming from. This next story is by Craggle Tom. Evil Mama Bear wanted to have a family vacation without me. This happened the summer of when I was 14. So 2004, Evil Mama Bear was griping about wanting to get out of the city and do something fun. She wanted to go to the beach. My dad finally decided it was time to take a leave from work for a week and go to the beach. 
He wanted to drive, but evil mama bear wanted to fly, and she went ahead and bought plane tickets for the trip. When my dad finally got a look at the tickets, he'd noticed there wasn't one for me. Evil mama bear played it off and said she must have lost it. Dad said he'd make a call to the airline if they couldn't find my ticket. That's when evil mama bear started doing that thing Karens do, when they just want you to blindly take their word on something fishy. So my dad grilled her until she admitted to only buying three tickets, and she used his credit card to buy them. He was pretty livid. An evil mama bear started making excuses that I wasn't a little kid anymore and that I didn't need to go. My dad, having had enough of her crap, called the airline and canceled the trip. Then told evil mama bear that if she wanted to go so bad, then next time invite me or pay for the trip herself. Evil mama bear cried and called my dad financially controlling, but he turned that on her and said that she couldn't have a family vacation without me if she was going to use his money to pay for it, then asked her what her plan was when it was time to go. Was she just gonna try to leave me home last minute, or pretend to have lost the ticket at the airport? Evil mama bear didn't have an answer, so she just walked away and did her usual of getting drunk on the patio. Instead of flying to the beach, my dad packed us all in his car and we drove south to the nearest beach. I ended up having a great time. My sister did too, but evil mama bear spent half the trip looking like she was sucking on a lemon because she didn't get her way. But that was fine with me because she avoided even speaking to me almost the entire time. This is absolutely the worst kind of jerk. Not only are they already a flat out jerk, but they're too afraid to just admit it to your face. This evil mama bear is too scared to admit they don't want to take their own son to a beach vacation with them. So what are they going to do? They're going to try and hide it and pretend like, oh, I lost the ticket, possibly at the airport after OP was all packed up with them. It was never going to work to begin with, but just the audacity of being that much of an absolutely spineless jerk even to your own son. And our final story of the day is by Swifty Sean. I have little to no permission to use the money I worked for. I'm 17, and for many years, my mother's been financially abusive. Over the years, no matter how I received cash, whether I worked for it or got it as a gift, I got the, give it to me and I'll hang on to it. Me and my sister never appreciated that since we had wallets. My mother wanted to teach us how to buy our needs first, which I totally understand. But even after, we still couldn't get our wants. I remember I had $40 in my wallet, and one day I checked my wallet and it was gone. I confronted my mom about it and she admitted to taking it. I asked her for it back and she gave me half back. Another story just happened today and it motivated me to write this. I work at Mark's and I get my paychecks directly deposited, which means they go straight to my bank account. Currently I have $700 in my account, so I asked my mom if I can pay for my Xbox Live subscription since it ran out. My dad usually pays for it, but I would feel bad asking for his cash knowing I have more than enough to pay for it myself. When I asked her, she said exactly this. No, we're not doing this. You're not spending any more money. If you want to spend it so bad, give me $200. She said that like I was spending cash left and right when in reality, I've been saving it extremely well. What should I do? If this continues, I'm quitting my job. I'm sick of working for something I can't use. This might cause a lot of internal drama, but I think OP needs to get a bank account maybe with their dad or something. Some situation where the mom cannot access that money. If the mom is putting away that money faithfully for the kids, that's great and it's going to be great to have that windfall. But also like, how much is an Xbox Live subscription? $10 a month? 
if somebody is legitimately working and they have the money, they deserve to be able to spend 10 bucks a month on something they enjoy. It's good that the mom is trying to instill responsibility, but I think they've created a relationship with it and allowed it to grow into an abusive situation where it's just too restrictive. I hope OP figures something out. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. I was ready to go back to school tomorrow. Aftermath? I woke up in the morning really happy and excited and I couldn't wait to see what was going to unfold. In our lunch, the assistant principal, along with a few teachers, walk around monitoring the lunch. I then see the principal, along with two police officers, pull the assistant principal and the student out. The whole lunchroom gets quiet and so many people are recording. I smirked really openly when I saw this happened. I asked one of the monitors to get a bathroom pass just so I could hear what was going on. He told me I couldn't go right now as something is going on. I was kind of sad about this but also happy. I knew what was going on but I couldn't tell anyone. Now some stuff happened in the next few days but I'll just sum it up. First day after, the day after it happened, she didn't show up but the student did. I asked him what happened, but he wouldn't say. All I knew is that he wasn't in trouble. That made me glad because he didn't have a reason to be in trouble, and that wasn't my goal. Five days after, since it was a four-day weekend that week as we had Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, we came to school back on Tuesday. I noticed her office was empty. I was really stunned that she got fired, and so I looked up our state's court case search. There was already one case, and it was hers. She had caused child 13 to 18 to view sex activity as the charges pressed against her. Three weeks later, the school wanted to hide this, so of course no news came out, but a new case has opened up. Her divorce case. I saw this and I instantly knew I succeeded. She should have never have been an assistant principal as she was extremely hateful and biased and even a perv. Now she's serving 10 months in prison and I don't feel bad at all. Nor should you, there's a very obvious power dynamic that makes it very, in most places, not illegal for that kind of relationship. That's also not ignoring the fact that this kid might not have been 18 yet, which the last time I checked in most places is very illegal. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.